because I was like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to be in this much pain. I don't want to be going, you know, into like, you know, either relationship or situationship after situationship because I can't figure this out, you know, and I feel like a doormat and I feel super shitty and I feel like I'm not respected and I feel like all I want is to connect on like a deep level, but I can't do that with people because there's something that's in the way and I needed to figure out what that was. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast, your destination to help you create more confidence, more clarity, and more connection in all areas of your life and relationships. I'm your host, Amy Martin. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's begin. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. So today I am joined by one of my best friends in the entire world, Nancy Orozco. Nancy has been with me through all of my ups and downs in my journey toward confidence and toward understanding men, toward understanding myself. And she has been kind enough to offer to sit down with me to help me clearly articulate the past few years of my journey, of the struggle, of the search, of being able to transition into the woman that I've become today. And so I hope that going through this podcast, through this episode, that you are able to extract some helpful nuggets that resonate with you. And if this episode resonates with you and you are ready to fast track your own journey toward confidence and connection, my signature program, Queen of Hearts, is now open for enrollment. I am so excited to be able to offer these six weeks of transformation in your mindset and in the way that you relate with yourself and with men. So if this is something that you're interested in, definitely head over to my Instagram at Amy Martin Love, where I will have more information there for you. So with all that said, without further ado, let's begin. One of the things that sticks out to me with, in like in regards to the struggle, I guess for somebody looking from the outside, mm-hmm. what I think now looking back in the last five years, if you had to, if you had to pinpoint a time or an incident or a feeling, when did you know something needed to change for you? Oh man. I think that, I mean, I think there are a lot of different, you know, points where there are like little indications but I think that for me um you know having gone through like a really long relationship and then like a shorter long-term relationship and then like starting to go into these like situationships um and situationships (laughs) where it's like not quite a friendship and it's not quite uh not quite a not quite a friendship not quite a relationship Um, I think that realizing that I unintentionally was like chasing guys and there was one person in particular who, you know, I felt like I was really chasing hardcore and he, 
um, was non-responsive to that. And then seeing that, like, I almost took it as a challenge. I was like, no, like, I, like, I need you to see that, like, I'm, I'm worth it. Like, I'm, I'm, I, like, what is it about me? Like, that is not enough in this situation. Like, that to me, when we had, we had sat and we had a conversation, he and I, and one of the first actual real conversations that we had together, and he, you know, started telling me that there was like somebody else. And the fact that, that that still didn't deter me, I think was a realization with, amount, with the amount of pain that I was feeling. I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I chasing somebody who like clearly is not interested? Like there's something going on inside of me that, that is like, it doesn't feel good. And if it, it, feels, if it, it feels this bad, like it has to change. Like, and it wasn't just that, it was even in like work environments and, and, uh, you know, feeling a lot of frustration, a lot, feeling a lot of pent up emotions, feeling like I couldn't actually say the things that I wanted to say. I couldn't be straightforward. I couldn't be direct. I couldn't say, Hey, like, this is what I want, or this is what I need. Like, I would just go along with what other people were saying, but then secretly feel very resentful and then try to like fix myself behind the scenes right to be like you know I just need to I need to you know make people see how much value I have as opposed to like directly saying like yo I uh just to, to be able to be confident and um to to you know be very on the nose like I I I want this or I need this and to not feel guilty about that um and I think that you know with you and I I think you know you're talking about how we're very opposite and I think that part of the reason was that you know how they say like you 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 attract people into your life who illuminate the parts of you where you need to grow in some way and I think yes and I think that within you know our friendship like I saw how confident you were I saw you know how much you could um just state your mind and be unapologetic for it and at first it was like it would make me kind of like wince i would be like ooh like <laughs> how are, <laughs> how can you just say that say what i want to need <laughs> yeah how dare and, i <laughs> and what really just made the light bulb go off for me in my head was that I would watch you in different environments and, um, and it, and you didn't lose anything for saying what it was that you wanted and needed. Like, you know, you would, you would gain the respect of people, whether it was in, you know, jobs. Cause I watched you as you go, you, you went through different, um, job interviews. I watched you as, you know, um, even in interactions with, like strangers and and men in particular I was like like not that they felt threatened by you because I think there's a, a, a like a misconception from a lot of women where they're like oh you know I don't want to be like you know I don't want to intimidate men or whatever like I didn't mm -hmm. see men as being intimidated by you I I saw men as being very like uh they respected you 
and they they treated you very you know they treat you very well like we could even be at a gas station or like you know at like a whole foods or whatever and i just by observing that also that was a big light bulb for me where i was like okay you know talking about like modeling behavior from other people to try to like grow within yourself that was part of it it's like okay that i would want to to have to have more of that also within myself so part of it was being able to watch you and um take the parts that like i i wanted to have for myself and then also trying to figure out okay well how did she like get there is this something that is just in her or is this something um that we you know that you can actually cultivate as a person and what i found you know through everything that i've been through and studied and all that yeah through the search is that you can cultivate it and you know i i like to think that i'm i'm the proof is in the pudding like you look at me the way that i you know who the way that i was um you know however many years ago and you look at me now and even within the past six months or a year and it's a it's a pretty significant massive change (laughs) massive growth and change and that's the thing I try to you know it's hard for you know you to express that to other people like on your own behalf and what's you know what's cool is being able to have the conversation and be like hey like yeah like Nancy was there we were there together and like (laughs) this isn't just something that I'm saying this is something that actually like happened and I want people to know that like you don't have to be stuck wherever it is that you are you don't have to be stuck feeling like you're not enough you don't have to feel stuck feeling like you know are those um, the things that you felt oh in the midst of the struggle and the pain and the realization that why why can't I ask for what I need or what I want be confident and not apologetic for it yeah I mean I felt super I felt I felt super stuck and I also felt very overwhelmed and it was very upsetting a lot of the time because I was like why not me why not me why not me like why why can I not have what seems so effortless to everyone else like what is defective about defective about me and of course there's nothing defective about me but there was a there were a lot of different things that I hadn't processed you know and I hadn't um you know, come to terms with or had realizations about that it, that was that were keeping me stuck. You know, a lot of things that I was holding on to and like resentments and you can't, you know, you can't uh, plant like new seeds when you when your garden is full of like a ton of weeds. You know, yeah. and so um, I think that being able to first observe in my surroundings like what other people were experiencing and then measuring that against what I was experiencing, not measuring like compare. I mean, I guess it is comparing, but it, it was just for the sake of like, even from a scientific point of view, like what, what's the differences here? What, um, what, what is not, what is not the same? What are the, what about these two things are not the same? And I was so, hell bent on figuring out what that was because I was like I don't want to live like this I don't want to be in this much pain I don't want to be going you know into like you know either relationship or situationship after situationship because I can't figure this out 
you know, and I feel like a doormat and I feel super shitty and I feel like I'm not respected and I feel like all I want is to connect on like a deep level, but I can't do that with people because there's something that's in the way and I needed to figure out what that was. In the search, when you went into search mode, yeah. so to speak, what, what were you looking for? What was your goal? My goal was to be able to find like the missing piece. What, what is the missing piece that will allow me to finally feel confident, to finally feel like I respected myself, that others respected me, that I loved myself, that I could, you know, that others loved me too, or being able to accept love from other people. Like that was such a, you know, that, that to me, it was like, it's like, um, uh, I haven't even seen the movie, but I know that the synopsis of the movie, like Road to El Dorado or whatever, is like, you know, you go on a quest and you're looking for like the fountain of youth or something. The gold, whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. You're looking, you're looking for like the missing piece. And I feel like I had this big piece of the puzzle and I was like, there's something that is missing. And it wasn't something that, and I feel, I realized this over time, but I was like, this is not something that I need from the outside to plug into me. It's something that I'm excavating from within myself. Like there's actually gold that's within me and I'm going outside. That you haven't discovered. Yeah, exactly. Like I keep going outside trying to figure out where that gold is like, and, and bring it home. But really the gold or the diamond, and we used to have conversations about the diamond, like, you know, that you are the diamond, um, you know, being the diamond, like whether it's, uh, in any situation in your life, having that, that sense of yourself, like the diamond is there, but you may have just not, um, discovered it. it you, you may just, uh, be searching everywhere else, but within yourself. And it's such a cliche thing that you like hear all of the time, but it's, but it's so really true. true. It's so true. Where did you seek the help? Like where, where did you seek for the guidance for making the change? Well, so especially in the beginning, like I said, it's like you and I had so many different conversations that were so helpful. And I think seeing your perspective and then also seeing the perspective from other people that, um, you know, just people who I admired and I feel like they had a lot of confidence and they, they were like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. And you're like, how can you so, say with so much conviction that you know what you're talking about, right? And so it was that, but then it was also um, eventually, you know, doing uh, different uh, programs, coaching. I listened to like a lot of Tony Robbins. I listened to a lot of um, just different different people. I did so many different. Um, I know we joked so about it, many. but yeah. you subscribed to the school of life. We both did oh, in yeah. different ways, in different ways. Absolutely. It was like, and I think that's also where we re related really, you know, a lot because I remember going to your house for one of the first times and I looked on your, um, like on your bookshelf and on your table, like your coffee table books. And we were like, oh, 
like we have the same book or oh we listen to the yeah. same person and you know um finding i think people who had uh, a sense of confidence but who also weren't like cocky or like assholes because to me that's what the ideal was i wanted to be <laughs> there's somebody... a line between confidence <laughs> yeah. and a jerk <laughs> yeah it's like i didn't want to be somebody who was um, or I wanted to be somebody who was confident, but also soft, if that makes sense. Like yeah. so, soft in your heart where you still have kindness and empathy for other people. And, you know, you can treat people with love and it's not just all about, you know, look at me or I have all of the answers or anything like that. So, um, I did a bunch of different coaching, um, uh, programs, but then also, you know, I ended up going and, uh, getting certified in NLP and I think that going through that process and doing NLP and getting certified and like, you know, different techniques and, and it's not just being able to perform the techniques because you have to be able to do them on yourself first mm -hmm. um, and be able to experience them, even if it's somebody else who's helping you lead, helping lead you through it. I remember so, it was very transformational for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like, you let go of so much and you also have a lot of realizations and you can integrate, you can start to integrate beliefs that will be really serving of you because you start to realize as you go through like the process where you start seeing yourself very objectively, like you start seeing yourself very objectively and where you've been. Uh, it's like, it's like an archaeologist, right? You're looking at yourself from outside of yourself without judgment. It's just going like, oh, this is what I am doing. And as a result, this is the result that I'm getting. And I'm doing this thing because I believe this thing. And the reason that I believe this thing is because I identify, you know, with being a certain way. And for me, it was like, I grew up, you know, in a a biracial household and being half Japanese and being half white and coming from a Japanese culture, like asserting yourself is very taboo. Uh, that what's that? Very taboo. Yeah. It's you, it's all about, you know, being a part of the larger group and it's about being very humble and, and I was really trying to balance that after we moved to the US. It's like, how do I balance being humble with also being seen? Because this is very much a society, you know, in the US that's about being seen. And, and I, it was really hard for me to reconcile the two because I would feel a lot of shame. It's like, if I say what I think and what I want and what I need, then and it, it's a shameful thing. Like it's too much, like dial yourself down. Like, you know, like shut up and sit down. And I'm not saying all of, you know, Japanese society is that way, but it's like, you can kind of get a sense of, okay, well, this is the environment that, you know, you come from. It's an environment that, you know, um, it's, it's not, it's not of benefit to, to assert yourself, you know, or to stand out. And the conflict that I had was that I wanted to stand out or I wanted to not even stand out, but I just wanted to be able to, to say how I felt and that be okay. And not, yeah, and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Where, 
at what point was there was there a course a conversation with someone one day did something just start clicking where where did you begin to see the change because I think for so many people, they, they're so skeptical at first because um, it's the hard work, right? Like you said yeah. at the beginning, I think, yeah. I think it's the very hard work to look within yourself, to look at your past experiences, to look at any traumas, it, uh, resentments, um, things that you're holding on to. That's really, really tough work. And I think people are afraid to go there especially yeah. if they've been avoiding it their whole life. Yeah. And once you go there and you do the work, you know, in various forms, like you did, right? It was a lot of conversations, looking within, um, courses, reading, workshops. Um, I, I remember meditation was a huge yeah. part of it. Um, yeah. I always, you know, I always envied that in a, in a great way because you were ahead of the game as far as meditation, um, before I started. So in doing all of that work, was, was there a turning point, a day or a conversation or something that you can pinpoint where it finally clicked in for you? When did you begin to see the change? Oh man, that's a really great question. I think that there were two different points that were very significant for me. Um, everything was all progressive. Like we, you know, we were talking about, it's like, Oh, going through different, you know, uh, situationships or dating or whatever. And then starting to see the cycle over and over and over again. It's like, Oh, in these situations, I am the common denominator and I'm feeling the same way in every single one of these relationships. So first was coming to the realization that like, that, and we've talked about this before, I was driving one day and I remember, you know, driving over like an overpass and it suddenly just like hit me where I was like, I, I feel like I'm going through this transition, even, you know, in my er early thirties of going from feeling like I was a girl, you know, and not being able to assert the fact that I was a woman, like being able to make that transition. And I was thinking last night, I was like, oh man, I was like, never in my life did I think that I would freaking quote. Britney Spears it's like I'm not a girl not yet a woman or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was that realization where I was like oh I'm like in this in-between point but I feel like the transition has started and so at that point it was like okay I know that something has started but I don't know like how it's gonna pan out which I think is normal. That's a normal thing. <laughs> How can you have foresight? How can you know what's going to happen if you've never been there before? You knew um, you were headed in the right direction. Yeah, I knew I was headed in the right direction. And so then I, I remember I'd gone through like a coaching program and I had realized that I wanted to become a coach. And then after that, there was still this lingering feeling of not feeling super confident or able to like assert myself, even though I knew what I wanted to do. So I had this clarity in terms of what I wanted to do, but in terms of my own identity, like I still felt like I, something was just still missing. Like I wasn't getting and so I had gone through like another program and there was hypnosis that was part of that program. And I started doing hypnosis and 
that was something that actually was really, really helpful for me. It was, it, it shifted something from the inside out where I'm a huge words of affirmation person. And I realized how much encouragement I need both on a conscious and subconscious level, just as a person. And being able to consistently give that to myself or have that applied through something like hypnosis or having it applied through, you know, conversations with other people, I just started to piece together that what I needed. And once I think you figure out what it is that you need, you feel more confident about going out to get it because you're like, oh, this is why things aren't so great. It's because I'm not getting the things that I actually need. And obviously it goes beyond that. Yeah, exactly. You can fill your own bucket. Exactly. And it's figuring out how, like, how many pieces are there to my bucket? And then, okay, now I can go out and collect them. Because I didn't have a strong sense of what was required for my bucket. Like, it was nothing that I ever consciously thought about. And I think that if you don't grow up in an environment where you're used to saying, you know, or even hearing other people say, this is what I want or need. And instead having people around you who just kind of like swallow it like I was, it's like, oh, there are things that I want and need, but I won't say anything. And then over time that builds up and you will need to get your needs met eventually, whether you actively pursue them or, um, you know, you hit the point where you explode and you're like, I really need to get my needs met. And I realized even through going through situationships and things, I was like, oh, a huge need for me is physical touch. I need physical touch. And if I can't get that through love, I'll get it through connection. And that's what a lot of people, you know, do. And so it's starting to recognize a lot of these different patterns and then recognizing how that, um, you know, what my identity is, who I am, and then, and uh, piecing together, like day to day, what that looks like. And then you start to reform your identity into something that's very congruent uh, or aligned with with what what it is that you want and then you start to feel really strong within yourself so yeah I think the two different points for me were one having the realization of how much pain that I was in and there was a transition that was happening and then the second part being you know oh like I have I have these needs that I didn't realize that I needed so then now I can go and start you know feeding it in a healthy way. I think that the outcome that you were seeking was the confidence, but I think, but I think through your transition and all the work, yeah. I feel, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you got more than that. I feel like you got more than the confidence. I think you had a completely different mindset, oh, which yeah. then gave you the confidence and all of the other aspects. Absolutely. It's like when you shift your mindset, when you shift your mindset and then you actually start to value yourself, like the confidence is a byproduct. It's like, mm -hmm. I used to think, you know, you were confident first and then things got figured out, but it's really yeah. the, the, the other way around. It's being able to look at things from a very, um, from a very, inside out like what who you truly are like when you can when you can come from a place of i know who i truly am um 
and then you start to to shift your mindset from there but it all feeds each other because if you can start to also change your mindset first it feeds into you helping to discover your identity also so you're kind of attacking it from like multiple directions um because it's like a one thing feeds the other thing but that other thing still feeds the first thing so mm-hmm. yeah you know and and that's the process that you know like i went through and I, I think that for, for many people, it's like a lifetime, like you continuously grow, grow yes. and keep uncovering that within yourself. Um, but that said, I think that you can have a boost. And for me, a lot of what helped was being able to have a concentrated amount of time that you're devoting to, to really figuring this out so that it's not just, you know, I'm doing a little bit today and then I'm doing a little bit tomorrow. It's like you're doing a big chunk of it so you can kind of get a boost. You know what I mean? Like a, a head start yes. to, to all of that. And I think that being able to jump off from that sort of platform or, or, or starting point or whatever it is that you want to call it is like, is super, super helpful. And that's, that's why I love sharing it because, you know, it, it doesn't have to just be let me do random things and maybe eventually something will click together because that's what I felt like I did for a long time. But if you have like an actual structured way that you're going about it, then it makes such a huge difference. I think the mindset, um, it's funny. I feel like we both, we both had that in us, but I think through, through some struggles um, and experiences, yeah. It it kind of went dormant a little bit. And for different reasons, I feel like at the height of our relation like our friendship, right? Yeah. We both had that in common where we just we saw the world um we saw everything in the world as abundant. We had the positivity but we knew, we knew there was like a breakthrough coming that if we just focused on our mindset, yeah, we could, we could have more, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that the, the mindset, it's interesting because I think the mindset is really what helps you to have patience. And that was something that I actually saw hugely in you, which I was like, this is something because there were certain things that you would say, like, um, you know, it's just not the right timing, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas I was scrambling. And you hated it when I oh, said that. Oh, I did. Because I was like, let me fix it now. <laughs> like, let me manipulate the situation so that I can have And make hand. it the best timing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you would be like, you had this strength within you which just came from a strong mindset and an understanding of how, how, you know, things would work where you would be like, it's just not the right timing. And as I observed you and different things happening in your life and (laughs) things actually working out because you were patient and me being like, Oh really? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we just got yeah. patient. And I think during that time you heard from me a lot, timing and find the gray. 
Just find the gray. <laughs> find There's the gray. a balance. Yeah. Find the yeah. gray. <laughs> find the gray that it's not, that it's not super, you know, black and white black, and that yeah. there's like this, like this gray area. And I was so pissed and I was like, no, I was like, it's one way or the other way. It didn't Meanwhile, make sense for you at the time. <laughs> yeah. And like, meanwhile there are all these things that are exploding in my life because I'm like going around lighting like TNT <laughs> like I'm just lighting different things and being like oh yeah it's not gonna work now well I'm gonna blow it up because now or never <laughs> bitch like <laughs> good times good times and meanwhile you know I would like go and visit you and like it's like calm and serene and I'm just like are you kidding me apples like, and tea yeah. And I was like, this is not fair. This is not fair. And, you know, it's like, I think that another thing that you would say a lot was pick your battles. And I think that, um, you know, again, that's a, that's a byproduct of mindset is your thinking perspective, pick my battle. Yeah. Perspective. And it's like, you can either take your energy and you can put it toward, um, you know, you can, you can put it toward exhausting yourself, right. And trying to mm -hmm. make things happen, or you can actually surrender, allow things to happen and focus your energy on other things that are going to be more productive. Um, but I was so resistant and so stubborn against that for so long because I didn't like, I didn't want to be wrong. Like, <laughs> So one of the, one of the things that I admired most during that time from you in our many conversations was seeing you go through that kind of like breaking point, right? Where you were starting to see that you were on the right path and something was changing within you. And I think once you started getting that glimpse of hope, trying, you, you saw the other side, right? How there yeah. is a a different form to look at things, to think of things. You, you yeah. started to know yourself and you were leading yourself. One of the things that I kept hearing from you is I want to help people. I do. Yeah. I want to help people come through the other side that I'm now on. I'm still yeah. continuing on that journey and I still have a long road ahead. But even when you got to that turning point, I remember seeing the clarity in your eyes and, and distinctively remembering you saying over and over again, I just want to help people so they don't have to feel the way that I did. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when we have, you know, some of our long conversations yeah. and we talk about even our current journey, seeing you through this journey and seeing where you're at today, sometimes I do think that the reason why you had to go on this long journey, because you did, yeah. you, you took the long road, the long road <laughs> trip. And I say that with love, but you oh, did, right? Because I've long. been, because I've been there for, for especially like the high, the high point. I was right there. Girl, um, and you were roommate. there. Thank, I thank God you were there with me from the lowest of the low, like straight um, up, like you know. And so, but I think the reason why you you went on that long road is because now that you you've you've come, you know, to the other side, 
and you are more confident and you have a different mindset, you know yourself and you're able to fill your cup, all those things that we've talked about is so that you can teach others so you can impact others. Yeah. I mean, if it was, if it was that easy, you know, for you to just take my word for it, you know, (laughs) and like overnight you were like, okay, I woke up confident and I have a different mindset. And I mean, there, there's no journey there. There are no lessons there. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why you went through that tough road is because, you know, you had a lot of things to learn, a lot of things to go through. Yeah. And you have that experience now that you can pass on to others so that they maybe don't have to take the long road. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank you for saying that. First of all, I think that like, you know, I'm going to be real. Like I, I think that I think that it's just fucking bullshit like I think it's fucking bullshit that that people have to you know suffer in that way and I think that not like feeling trapped is the worst feeling ever and I think that like you said you know part of the reason of of going through all of it to me and I think that the blessing and the curse um, of of how I am is that I want to know why ad nauseum like I want to know why Mm -hmm. and I think being able to understand the why on a deep, deep, deep level so that I can like, like engineer it, you know, so that I can, so that I can help create a structure to, to go like, okay, okay, here are the parts where things can be made easier. Things that here are the parts where you don't have to struggle as much. Here are the parts that like, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't, I think that especially with women, with so many women, um you know there isn't a strong you know somebody that you can look to it's like you know thank god like i had you and i had some you know other influences in my life where i was like okay i'm gonna go out of my way to like search and find people um where i can make these changes in my life but i know that for a lot of people that's not the case they don't feel like they can relate to somebody they don't feel like there's somebody like them there's they feel like there's not somebody who looks like them who talks like them you know who has the strong you know feelings inside of them Mm -hmm. that are like overwhelming like you just feel like you're a freak and that like you just don't fit into society in the way that you're supposed to and like that to me is bullshit and i I, I hate to see people have to struggle in that way. So, so yeah, it's, you know, for sure why, um, why it's important to me to be able to, to, to try to help another people or try and help other people as much as I can, because otherwise it, to me, it's an unfair, it's not a fair world. You're not playing a fair game. There's so many people who are such kind, loving, giving good people who, because you know, they may not have found the confidence within themselves. They don't, they're not able to share whatever it is that they're, they, the they want to share. Their gifts, yeah. Yeah, their gifts. And they're not able to make the contribution that they want because, you know, they're afraid to, to put their voice out there or to be seen. Um, and, and I don't want it to, to be that way. I want people to know, you know, you can have a soft heart and you can, you know, be an emotional person, but you can still like, you know, function in society and not just function and survive, but like you can thrive too. And to me, that's a strong 
theme of like, even within our friendship, and I think that's why we connect so much, is like, we're not just about surviving. Yes, survive, but like thrive. And, you know, we've seen our parents try, you know, so hard through our lives to survive, the people around us to survive. And, you know, to want to go beyond that and to thrive, like you have to have some confidence, you have to have some balls to like go out there and be like, yeah, like I'm going to go out and get what it is that I want to get. Um, so yeah, like, <laughs> are you running a 10k now? <laughs> Girl, is that 10K, next? We got marathon. <laughs> is that next? <laughs> and yeah, I think that it's, it's, it's having that belief, you know, that, that regardless of your starting point, like girl, when I started, when I was starting this whole process, like I didn't even know what I wanted. I remember doing like a meditation to like help me figure out what even would sound fun to me I in remember. my life. I remember you know? that stage. Because <laughs> I was so used to not allowing myself to want anything. Yeah. You know? And it sounds so crazy now because it's like, like, of course I'm allowed to have things. Of course I'm allowed to want things. Of course I'm allowed to, you know, to, oh, to, I was to all speak about up on it. these things. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one telling you like, yes, I'm all for the woo-woo, all the yes. stage, like everything. <laughs> do it do it keep going and you know that's the other thing is like when we would go um out and do things I think that's also something with you that was I think what I admired and also what I wanted was your ability to to have a desire and to do it and even something as simple as being like you know, wanting to go to certain restaurants or wanting to go to like, you know, I want like nachos the, and I'm going to go find the best one. And I it's happening nachos, nachos in 30 best. minutes. Get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we would have so many instances where in the middle of the night, we would be like, you know, uh, I want, we want Shake Shack. So like, let's drive an hour into LA and let's go and get our Shake Shack. And it was like unapologetic. And it was just of kind course. of like, we're going to, we're going to get what we want and we're going to do what we want. And, and I think that um, it's, it's being able to translate that, that feeling into even into your relationships of being like because even still now like sometimes being able to have a conversation like if I'm if I'm having a conversation with someone and we get into a disagreement or something and being able to actually like stand up for myself and and say like hey like you know and not in a reactive way but in a way that's responding and say like hey like this is something that you know, bothered me, or this is what I need. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a disconnect there. I used to be so afraid of those conversations. And I'll still get that feeling of being like, oh, like, uh, it's uncomfortable. Like, it is uncomfortable to have yeah. those conversations. But I think that when you have the confidence, and you have the trust in yourself, and you have your own back, um, and you come from a place of love also, right? 
that you can convey what it is that you want or that you're feeling that you want to communicate in a way that will get you both what you want, but still have like a very positive environment, you know, where it doesn't get all like weird and like muddy and no one le- needs to leave crying. <laughs> exactly. Girl, how many, <laughs> you tell the people how many times you have seen me cry. <laughs> so many times, so, so many times. So many times, so many places, in public, <laughs> in private, <laughs> in the back of an Uber, uh, in the middle of a restaurant, at brunch. <laughs> nothing to see here, nothing to see. <laughs> nothing. It was so funny. I remember one day we were at brunch and I had, I had been going through some particularly emotionally trying thing where I wasn't able to express you know to the person that I was uh that that, the person that I had been dealing with or talking to at the time um and at at brunch like I was just a hot mess I was a hot (laughs) mess I was sitting there I was like crying and I remember like so many times you're just like cool as a cucumber you know we like make our food orders and you're just kind of like you know this is just what we do and I think part of it too like for me now like doing the doing the the work um that I try to do with people is that or that I am doing with people is that like you were the person who was able to hold space, you know, that's like a, it's like a buzzword that you hear a lot, like in coaching, yeah. but it's, it's so true where I could be the emotional, like hot mess. And like, you wouldn't fuel the fire. Like you were not putting logs in it and being like, <laughs> yeah, girl, he's such an <laughs> asshole. Like, you know, or like you weren't throwing gasoline on it. Because I think that sometimes, you know, especially in relationships with girlfriends and why I I do believe, you know, if you're going to advice about, you know, your relationships with your girlfriends who also have strong feminine energy, lead from an emotional place, you're just going to amplify the heat. (laughs) What you're already feeling, yeah. Oh, that's why it's so important, you know, who you hang out with. Oh, yeah. The five people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right? The five people that you you hang around with the most are who influence you the most. Yeah. And that becomes your world. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you were so calm, it it allowed me to go, okay, there's also another way to approach this where, you know, because I would even watch you go through um, tumultuous things. And things things will be okay. And you'll be okay is the most important thing that I think at the moment- when things are blaring and like the fire <laughs> is blazing, you, you feel like there's no end in sight. Like oh, I yes. feel miserable forever. Yes. Happening yes. to me. Yes. That this will last and, forever. Yeah. And I think that was the most important thing that I just always wanted you to know at the time is I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but I promise you, you will be okay. 
<laughs> yes. And I think it goes back to, you know, earlier on when we were talking about, like, obviously, you know, with me, I have the strong, the stronger, you know, I've, I've had the tendency to have the stronger feminine, you know, energy that would lead. And I think that when we say that you have, uh, you've had the stronger, you know, masculine energy or the more dominant masculine energy, it's not even that, you know, you are dominant in that masculine energy, but it's that you have a balance in the energy where you are able to come from this logical place where you are seeing, uh, you're able to approach things with patience. And I think that that's such a huge part of the energetic work in terms of the masculine and the feminine, where once you're able to see the value of what your masculine energy holds for you, then you can start to harness it and use it. Because through observing you and watching you utilize your masculine energy for calm, for calmness and for patience and seeing what the result that that gave to you. And then me going, okay, what if I were to try that too? What if I tried that too, just for a little bit, like as an experiment, I don't even need to commit forever. Like, let me just try. For one day. Yeah. yeah. Be, being a little bit open and then continuously consistently doing that and then starting to see results and then going oh shit like there's actually something <laughs> to that yeah and the proof is in the pudding and I think that a lot of the time like we're so stuck in our heads we're so stuck in our heads thinking trying to trying to uh out out like um maneuver actually having to take action where we're where we just go from an emotional place where I, I can just think my way through this as opposed to, okay, what if I were to actually just try something like different that's counter to the way I've always look, yeah, done. Look at it from a practical, logical sense. Yeah, exactly. More to come. Yes. Retreat 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, like, I think it would be so amazing to, and we've talked about this for years now, of being able to have, like, a retreat, being able to have a space of, of like, intense, like, going through all of these things with people and, you know, helping people have shifts, because shifts can happen so almost immediately as soon as you yes. have the tools to do it and as soon and as the you environment. have perspective yeah mm -hmm. and a supportive environment and um you feel safe and you feel understood and you you know it's a it's a safe container to be able to grow and i think that would be so freaking cool so that's that's our that's in the books at some it's point. on the books we, we got a pin in it <laughs> but thank you for being vulnerable with me and allowing me to to reflect on the last few years of your journey oh well girl this journey wouldn't have been a journey if i i hadn't had you honestly you know it was like our friendship was such a catalyst in so many ways or has been such a catalyst um and being able to un understand other people, have empathy for other people, and 
Um, I think that's something that you do so well, you know, it's like such a strong part of who you are and the fact that you give to people and, you know, like you, you don't hold things against people. You believe in the good in people. Like, I think that's such a special thing. And I think that, um, you know, I, I wish that everyone could have a Nancy, you know, like, I think, <laughs> I honestly, I think that, um, you know, because to me, it's like, you're, you're one of my best friends, and you're also like a sister. And I know that for so many people, you know, they don't, they don't have that. They're not, they're, they, they, they have to go through life with, without that. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm really appreciative and thank you for taking the time, you know, to, to help me, uh, to help me sort of hopefully, you know, um, reach people in a different way than I could just on my own. So I really appreciate you. <laughs> You're on the right path. Um, I'm so proud of you and I'm excited to see how much more you do and to hear more stories of you impacting people. Girl, I'm like, <laughs> I like, we had this conversation and I was like, man, it feels like we're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> like There's that so fire. much more. If people like that only fire. Knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, I would love it if you shared it with a friend. If you're looking for more content related to confidence and relationships, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Amy Martin Love, and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. <laughs>